Yeah, what's gonna happen if this plan don't work, eh? The old man will boot us out of the house. We'll have no place to sleep. Yeah, I could live in this van, eh? I don't need no Take place. Take off. To you need money to live or you'll starve. Well, this plan sucks. I ain't going in. The Artur, I'll tell the old man you gave away his beer money. Okay, okay. You boss me around. Morning, George. All right, oh, Betty. Give me 12 fresh Yukon gold. Well, Yukon gold. Have a night, nice that horse ran like a bum yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Okay, take it easy. Well, Elsinore. Twelve. Twenty-four. Oh, yeah, sorry. Twenty-four Elsinore beers. Twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-four Elsinore. Fourteen seventy. I believe there'll be no charge on this two for uh, a beer, thank you. Excuse me? Okay. We found... This mouse in a bottle of Elsinore beer that we bought at your beer store, eh? And we heard, like, when that happens, that uh, you get your beer free. It's in the Canadian Criminal Code, eh? Yeah. Like, there's legal precedent setting cases in law. So, like, uh, give us our free beer. Johnson, we've got Johnson here, DJ wins the Travelers, and I simply didn't have enough of him, shame on me, but after three solid tournaments on a very unique course, horses, the PGA train rolls into, oh man, oh god, 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 D. Detroit, yes, that Detroit, home of the Red Wings and feral cats that can eat a full-grown man. This same Detroit that is home to Werner's Ginger Ale. The same Detroit that laid the first mile of concrete in the U.S. of A. Yeah. But let's face it, Detroit sucks. Michigan listeners. <laughs> sorry, that's just the hockey player in me. I am so sorry, Kyle. I just had to do it. But the cut line is here to give you the best damn analysis of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And we are here to make sure that you're going to have some green screens come Monday, come Sunday, whatever day this tournament ends. But before that, hello, Canada. Hello, Australia. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Welcome back, Ireland. Woo! Come back. Hello, Germany, the Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, the list goes on and on as the cut line continues to grow worldwide. So you're new to the show. You, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> I call Jody Foster an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, listeners, new and old. I'm Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter, L-I-U-N-A-S. Excited to break down the Rocket Mortgage Classic and going grinding away at this thing called DFS, building that bankroll. Needless to say, I'm excited to be here, but I can't do this show alone. On the other side of the mic is my man Mulligan Manaford, Zero Iron Zack, the 6K Slayer, Mr. Guarantee, my Ty Manafort, Mo Money Less Problems Manafort, the Slayer of the Big Bet, the Eighth Wonder of the World, Zach uh, Manafort. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. Zach, how you doing, partner? Not good, man. I I was wrong. I was just wrong last week. Just I think wrong. we all were wrong, weren't we? 
it, it hurt. Like, it hurt watching that thing. I was like, man, Phil? Then Phil died. He kind of faded off, but man. But he paid off at 69. He did. I mean, he did. I, 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 on Friday, I was like, oh, my God, how did we just totally, like, not take him at all? And then it's like, all right. But then, of course, you know, DJ wins, and I have been off the DJ train for so long. But whatever. Fine. He won. I, Congratulations. I couldn't fade DJ entirely. I had small and small doses of fill because I'm a sucker for that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't p- 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 to get, p- piece together anything sensational, you know, on the main slate. But, but, but before we get into that, let's just go straight into our good, bad, ugly because I will talk about what I did very well in, and that was the showdowns, man. I nailed the showdowns on Saturday, finished top 10 in the 20 max. Um, it was just awesome. It made up for the main slate and more than that. Like, it just built the bankroll. And, and it just goes to show you a, a good way to build bankroll. Realize when you're wrong, start from scratch, do the showdown, and you'll be good. What about you? Good. What's good? Good. I faded the 10K, 10 and 11K range, and I think it was still the right decision. You had Bryson finish in T6. Outside of that, nobody else paid off their salary. So, again, I'm I, the only thing I got right last week was I my fate of the, that whole range. He's so good. Bryson's so good. Anyways. He is. I, I, yes, that, absolutely. Yes. Bad-wise, uh, I hammered on DJ for so many weeks that it finally bit me in the ass. Also my ugly. My bad would be not enough, DJ, especially after the fact that, like, I've been opposite you and saying, like, hey, I need more DJ, I need more DJ, I need more DJ. And I and, and it finally comes to fruition, and I just didn't have enough of him. And it actually hurt me. So. Yeah, well, I mean, he he got his putter going in the third and fourth round. He gave two, over two strokes on the field on Saturday and Sunday. Nope. Each, each day. Oh. That's insanity. Only took two years. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll be wrong for once in the last 26 tournaments. That's all right. And my, my ugly is just simply the main slate. Just couldn't piece lineups together the right way. Um, but uh, I went back to my old love for those showdowns, and I hand-built every lineup. And I think I'm going to go back to that strategy this this week, even in the 150 max, and just hand-build, hand-build, hand-build. And it might take forever, but I really don't give a fuck. Hey, if it pays off, it pays off. All right. So now the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. We're going to do the best we can. Give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sun traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. Watch your butts. And the goal of the cut line is to make sure that not only is your tournament line up in the green, but so is your bankroll. We're going to give you the best plays, best analysis to build the best lineups possible. Week in, week out, tournament in, tournament out. Let's go get them. But Zach, it's Wednesday night. What are you going to be doing? You know, I'm taking it easy this week. I, I got I was wrong a lot last week. I think I was flying too high and too far and doing too many reckless things. So this week, I'm just going to be sitting at home rewatching some old PGA footage of events with fans. Boring. It's not. It's not dangerous. This week is not dangerous. We're taking the dangerous week off. Boring. I'm nostalgic of the large crowds following. Used to be more, used players. to be more interesting. Anyways, <laughs> if you need leverage, I know I'm going to be checking out FanShare Sports. Even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys, I trust FanShare Sports. Why? Because I am the one who does the ownership for FanShare Sports. By the way, by the way, this is freaking amazing. I had a .94 RSQ last week. It's unstoppable. Highest in the industry. I'm pretty certain of that. I would say that would be pretty close, if not very true. Like, it's insanely good. Anyways, I, I'm not going uh, to... Toot toot! Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
But if you're not subscribed, it's a very easy fix. Just go to FanshareSports.com and put the word cut line in the discount option and receive 20% off your membership. Ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. By the way, June is over. Fanshare is no longer free for everyone. And that includes the showdown model, which won me a lot of money, is winning a lot of people a lot of money. Plus, you can use it for bets, win those matchup bets anyways. True. This week, the PGA Tour tackles the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Shoo. Mm-hmm. You want correlating data? You want detailed stats of the Detroit Golf Club? Problem is, there is barely any, considering the Detroit lost its PGA virginity last year, and the course is still in its infancy on the PGA Tour. How long will that last? If it's this freaking easy, every year, not very long. Zach, what are the golfers looking at this weekend? Detroit City, par 72, 7,334 yards. As you said, it was 42 out of 49 of the easiest courses. That makes it the sixth easiest course on tour, just shy of two strokes under par almost. The only correlation you really have here is looking at Don Ross courses because it's a Don Ross course. Uh, you got a lot of a lot of the same things here, you know, two-tiered greens, sloping greens. Uh, basically, you're going to have to meet a good putter here if you want to score. Uh, the grass type, you know, we've seen some numerous reports here and there. It's all Poe. It's all bent. Uh, pretty much what we got out of the tournament info last year was it's primarily Poe with about a 20% bent grass uh, on the green. So basically just exclude Bermuda and you can be fine. Uh, green size here is about average, 5,100 square feet, only one water hazard, so not much to worry about there. 87 bunkers are in play, which is another little tidbit for Don Ross course. He likes to guard his greens with bunkers. So, how do you defeat the Don Ross course? So, you need to be accurate on your approach and around the green. Driving is not one of the biggest issues here. Uh, we saw an average drive about 304 yards here last year. I ranked one of the in the top 20 of easiest hit fairways. So, you don't really need to be a bomber. You don't need to be super accurate. The fairways are easy. What you do need to do is watch out around the green for 87 bunkers because this coming out of them, they are the, the the average sand saves less than 50% last year. Um, so around the green is going to be a huge weight for me as well as scrambling. And then on the green, you got to be able to putt. You got to be able to putt on fast greens. And these greens ranked top 20 hardest on tour last year. So I am going to be waiting putting a little bit heavier than I normally do. I don't usually take it into account, but I'm going to this year. And then finally looking at weather. Last year we saw some wind, a little bit of rain on the weekend. It was a little crazy. This year, it looks flat, dead, and beautiful for golf. Five to six mile an hour winds, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, with really only a slight chance of overnight rain Saturday into Sunday. Not much accumulation, so I think we'll have a very, very calm course. Uh, No real challenging wind, uh, no real rain to worry about. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a low-scoring course, and we've got the golfers here that can definitely put some low numbers on some cards. So what does all that mean for me? I'm looking at good drives. I want accuracy and distance i'm not waiting it super heavy as i said off the tee doesn't really make a difference this week but i just want guys that can put it down the fairway uh, and set themselves up for a good second shot strokes gained approach strokes gained around the green and strokes gained short game as i mentioned are all going to be key here and then scrambling if you get stuck in those bunkers you're going to need to be one of the best and getting them out because they are the hardest on some of the hardest on tour and then of course birdies are better gained and strokes gained putting is where i'm going to focus a lot of my points on uh, because i want guys who can score and then I'm also going to look at, you know, the last 50 to 100 rounds on Don Ross courses just to see if there's anybody who sticks out that may not have played in a little while or just have played in the last two weeks that is really looking at a course that is completely different from the last two weeks that could be a sleeper coming off a couple of miscuts. That is what I got for this week. What about yourself? Uh, I'm on board with many of the same stats. Ball striking approach, strokes gained tee to green, fairways gained. Birdie or better, scoring and procs, um, things I'm going to be looking at for sure. I'm, I'm really into the ball striking approach this week just because if you miss the bunkers because you're dead, you know, you're a dead eye with your irons, you don't have to worry about the bunkers. And I get it. If you hit a bunker, you're going to have to deal with it. But I don't I don't really mind with the bounce back factor that you get, get a lot. Um, you mentioned the difficulties of the greens. So I'm most certainly not going to weigh putting more necessarily, but I am going to look a little bit more into putting. To see how players are, you know, potentially going to play on these Don Ross courses, because that's that's the trick with Donald Ross courses is the greens, the 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 bunker play, and the 
multi-tiers. But as we saw last year, the rough was so short, nothing was penalizing, yeah. like, unless you just sucked. Um, I don't know if I'm really going to be overly concerned with that. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the, the issues is going to be, like, it's just going to be so calm and easy to hit. Like, there's no challenge here. I won't be surprised to see this fall even further down to like the second or third easiest course on tour after. If that happens, it's not coming back on tour. I can't imagine that it, I mean, not to mention if you go six blocks down the wrong way off of the course, you're pretty much going to get killed. Easy. Detroit's on the up and up. (laughs) This, well, this area where the course is, there is a very, very not so great part of the town. Okay. Look at Augusta. Um, I I completely agree. You used to live there. I I agree. <laughs> You've lived everywhere. Anyways, I have. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and with these key stats on this course, it people are gonna tell you this, and if they're dead set on like the key stats, the course history, I think that's a mistake. I think you kind of look at overall talent, <laughs> and I this is a far more loaded field than I even anticipated with everything that's happened since the PGA tour has returned. Ricky Fowler's here because of contractual obligations. Um, So, so we'll see. And we'll, we'll go into all these plays as, as we break it down in our birdie or better segment, which is probably something we should start right now, right now. These two putts from victory only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is our Birdie or Better segment where Zach and I break down each tier of golfer in this week's DraftKings pool, all the way from the 11K down to the 7K range. We'll look at our favorite plays as well as the golfers that we potentially feel could hurt your lineups. We're going to kick it off on the 11 to 10K range, and I know this is such a favorite of yours, but I'm going to start it off. Please do. Webb Simpson, man. Webb Simpson is the play for me. In the last 12 rounds, ranks 19th in approach, 21st in putting, 20th in DraftKings points, 31st in strokes uh, in the short game, 29th in ball striking, 36th in tee to green. Had last week off because of, I don't think it was health concerns for himself. I'm not quite sure what the story was, needless to say. He didn't have to have that. His, he didn't, uh, his a family member tested positive. Uh, yeah, him. that's right. And and long story short, we didn't have the Webb Simpson following the tournament victory tournament. Does that make sense? Um, yep. I think at 11K, Webby is expensive. Don't get me wrong, but he could easily pay off. It's going to be hard to build lineups with Webb Simpson because you're just going to have to get lower than you might feel comfortable with, but I'm going to have him. I mean... I have him sorted with Don Ross courses last 50 rounds. He ranks number one, like, by far. Strokes gain approach is number one. Very, very gain is number one. Around the green is 10. Strokes gain is 10. Putting is 20. I mean, he's, he destroys the field completely. I, I, I just don't know how owned he's going to be, popularity-wise. I love him. I mean, I think he's a great play. I got nothing bad to say about Webb. All right, who do, who do you like in this range? Uh... If it's not Webb, it's Bryson, and not and I, you know, I thought that putting on that weight would screw up his swing and his speed and the way he's so meticulous and calculated with everything, but it would mess up his numbers. And I'm just wrong. I was wrong. He's on fire. The dude can't be stopped. And I don't see a reason to to continue to eat my words when I was wrong. I, I'm on the Bryson train. He's 11.7, super high. But there's a lot of guys in the seven and six K range that I do really like. Uh, he ranks number two in my model, which okay, that's fine. Um, He's a little bit better at scrambling than, than Webb. And that's about it. I'm glad that you brought DeChambeau up, and I, I think he's going to be the chalk donkey, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. You know, he's going to be 24% owned. Um, the issue is you put Bryson in his salary at 11.7, and you're down to 7.6 per player, right? Yeah. And you're going to drop down in this range, and you're looking at, like, McNeely, Rogers, Wes Roach, Grio, whatever guys who are overpriced because of the weak field and then you go down to the 6k range you're gonna have to fall in love with some guys that might be a tough pill to swallow but i think it's you can do it 
if you diversify yourself in that 6k range enough yeah no i think so i mean there's a lot of good guys in the 6k range i think there's there's some some great nuggets down there and we'll get back we'll get to that in our mg monsters and guarantee and, and i agree with you it's just you have to be clever and take some risk on some guys to finally get up to you know you need at least two 6k guys that's a stars and scrubs lineup right there Oh, for sure. For but sure. most definitely doable. I, I, It's a strategy I'm going to use this weekend. He's not a fade for me in terms of his ownership. Even if he was 30%, I would take pieces of Bryson DeChambeau. You just can't fade a guy who's this playing this well right now. No, I agree. All right, so another guy I wanted to mention was um, Patrick Reed. Yeah. Um, everyone just seems to hate Patrick Reed for whatever reason. Um, but in the, and I get it, I get why they hate him, but in the last 12 rounds, man, 20th in strokes game, T to green, 14th in the short game, 21st around the green, he's fourth in DraftKings points and 28th in strokes game putting. Now where I do have some concerns, which will most definitely limit my exposure is his history on Donald Ross courses, which has been actually very brutal. 98th in strokes gained tee to green, 113th in ball striking, 113th off the tee, 103 of an approach. So if you need a reason to kind of fade Patrick Reed, you look at his Don Ross numbers, and man, that is some frightening shit to look at. So, But he did get fifth here last year. And that's the thing. He did get fifth here last year. Weaker field, obviously. Coming off the 24th finish at the Travelers, he's going to be popular because of that finish and how well he played on Saturday and Sunday. I currently have him ranked in my aggregate rank at 7th, in my overall rank 8th, putting rank number 2, approach rank number 11. And in the simulation model, average finishing position is 6th place. Patrick Reed gets 6th place at 10-5. He's paying off. Love the play. Yep. Yeah, I don't hate Patrick Green this week. I just hate Patrick Green. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, anyone else you want to mention in the 11 to 10K range? Uh, I don't like a lot of people here, but I, I will have some Victor Hovland at, at 10K even. He got 13th here last year. This course seems to suit him well. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think he's priced in a weird spot where I think he'll go a little bit overlooked, especially based on his stats the last 50 rounds. They don't look that great. He's rough on scrambling, rough around the green. Um but he is 11th and Braves a better game. So I'll take a couple shots at him. I just think he'll be a little bit less owned. Uh, I'm going to completely disagree with you. That's I fair. think he's going to be like 22, 23% owned. Whoa. Really? Right above Sanjay and Ricky and Bino? Yes. Man, I don't know, dude. He's like he's the new. Fit all, how do you fit? How Victor do you fit Hovland. Bryson Webb? Victor Hovland is the new Tony Fino. He's the new DFS. Uh, I love you. I'm going to play you. You are sexy. That's who Victor Hovland has become. And he's playing way I better think, than Finau ever did in that role. Yeah, but I, I think if he was under 10, I would agree with you. I just don't think you, you can't fit Victor and fit Webb or Bryson or really like anybody, Sanjay, Sanjay or Ricky. I guess you could fit Ricky, but... I don't know. I just don't think he, I don't think it's possible for him to be that owned if Webb and Bryson are going to be chopped. I don't think Webb is as owned as Victor Hovland. I really don't. Wow, that's saying a lot. It's nothing against Webb Simpson, but it's just you look at Hovland's numbers, his ownership it's just been increasing every week. What's to say that it's not going to increase this week? Well, I mean, yeah. On eleventh, I mean that's not the greatest last. I'm gonna week. play. I'm gonna play Victor Hovland, but I got a gut feeling we got a miscut coming. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be here. But I I agree with you that it's coming, but I don't think it's gonna be here. It's just you got three made cuts, all three top twenty five finishes. Eventually, you know, I don't care how young you are. The only even the Terminator misses cuts, right? Plays in every tournament. Yeah, like twice a year. Um, so <laughs> it's coming. I mean, let's just say it's coming. Um, we'll I think see. a lot of touts are going to talk about Terrell Hatton is like the missing man and the missing link, the, maybe the guy who kind of goes overlooked. Um, yeah. If if people start talking him up like that, 
Uh, I'm curious what his ownership will appeal. I mean, he fits the course. He, he fits the play. Just not sure if I'm going to have a lot of Terrell Hatton. Um, but we'll see. I think it's too much. I think he's too – I mean, I get it. He got a third of the Heritage, but this isn't anywhere near the Heritage course. And Well, he won the API. Yeah. Yeah. Sixth at WGC Mexico. Okay. Can't discount that stuff. I'm not discounting it. I just think I just don't think I don't know. I just can't. Well, I, his price wasn't anywhere near that in either of those events. If he doesn't top ten, he doesn't pay off. That that's he's no. I don't think he top ten. I, I personally just don't see it happening. All right. Well, let's go to the nine K range, and this is most definitely often one of your favorite ranges. Um, kind of curious where you're gonna go here. I don't know, honestly. This, I've been stumped. I've been staring at this for like a day, almost two days, because I thought other guys would be in the 9K, and they're not. And I'm stuck with like Sanjay, Finau, and that's where it ends. Like, I don't really want any Kevin Nye. I don't really want Bubba. I'm not sold on Ricky. So that puts me right back with Terminator and Finau, and they're going to be so popular that it's like, why, why bother with the 9Ks at all? Like, this is the first week where I'm like, I might as well just stick in the 10K plus range. And then drop down and play stars and crabs. I think every nine K player is a viable option, but each of them gets an asterisk. Sure, agreed. Um, maybe except for Sung Jay. I think Sung Jay is a solid play here. Um, but Ricky Fowler, the argument is he doesn't want to be here. He's here due to contractual obligations nope. and sponsorship obligations, so he has to appear here. His swing has been brutal, but why you want Ricky Fowler, everyone knows this, who's been following PGA, and he's going to be sub 10% ownership, right? And we know Ricky Fowler can win tournaments. Asterix with Tony Finau, we know the guy can't win tournaments. And his approach has, and been, his off. Approach has been off. He's been just kind of meh, right? He hasn't, like, it, it's been yeah. a while. I mean, you look at the last 10 rounds, he's 70th around the green. He can't putt. 106, no. he's middle of the road yeah. in approach. Still solid ball strikers, still solid tee to green, but yeah. for 9,300, I, I don't know if you want to put all your eggs in that basket. On a guy who's always no. chalk. Yeah. And then Bubba Watson obviously missing uh, missing the cut last week, but that's a perfect play, I think, to come back to Bubba, especially on the easy course, who who he said about this course that he really likes it because there's so many options to sh- to shape shots into the green and when Bubba says stuff like that I think that's like just like hey go in on Bubba go heavy on Bubba and plus I don't think you have to have that much considering you look at ownership it's going to be single digit because he burned so many people yeah, last he, weekend and he burned him last year he, he flunked They're terrible first time playing it I'm not going to hold it against him he's coming back he's playing it a second time I like guys coming back playing it again especially someone who's Bubba, Bubba Watson's caliber yeah, I mean I get it I'm just I don't know I'm not I just I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this range at all mm-hmm. um, I only have two that's the only two I, and I don't like I really don't like Fino I like Sanjay but he's going to be so popular it's like why even bother that's true Kevin now I like and of course I'm going to go be a douche and go back to Scotty Scheffler because he's a douche and I'm a douche. <laughs> but um, uh. I like Scheffler. My model always likes Scheffler. Putting, obviously questionable. But you just need the approach game. Get it close and you're always putting for birdie. And, uh, and he's True. a scorer. So that's why you play guys like Scotty Scheffler. That's why you play guys like Kevin Na. Though Kevin Na will draw with an injury, more than likely. Yep. Learn your lessons. Learn your lessons. All right, let's go to the 8K range. And this this is where the moneymaker comes this week, right? Yeah. This 8 and 7K range is where you need to pinpoint your guys, pick the best plays, because this is going to make and break your lineups this week. Who you got? Yep. 8K. Jason Day. Jason Day, A600. I know... I know, I know, I know, I know. Injuries are a concern, but I think he's fine. A 46 of the Traveler is okay. He wasn't really, like, shining bright like I thought he was. But he does extremely well when you look at just Donald Ross courses. I mean, he just looks really, 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 
really good uh for me that is 11th overall in the model which isn't like top of the top but 11th is good for 8600 and that's mainly because in the 24 rounds he's played on these type of courses granted small sample size 17th in scrambling first in putting fourth in birdies a better game and eighth in short game so i don't know i think jason day is due for a breakout here if dj can do it then jason day can do it but at what point do we take Jason Day's injuries? Because it's not just his back. I mean, he, it's, it's everything. everything. Vertigo. I know. I, you, like, you look at the last 12 rounds on Donald Ross courses, and it's very unimpressive. It's not. I mean, it's not that bad. Well, he's 45th he strokes play. gain total. 80th tee to green. 68th off the tee. doesn't matter. Off the tee. Off the tee doesn't matter. 28th in DraftKings scoring. Oh. In the last 12. That's That's 12 rounds in Don Ross courses. I I get the play. I just, I don't know if I really want to. I don't think he makes like my 20 max. Most definitely doesn't make my three max. You are looking at three, you know, sub, sub 6% ownership more than likely. 15th in Vegas. He's five, 5,000 to one. That that's insanity. That's too low. Or that's fine. Plus that's fine. Fi- not 5,001. It's plus 5,000. 50. Yeah. Okay. That's different. All right. That's more accurate. I was going to say, God, yeah, I, I will go put money on that right yeah, now. I, I shouldn't <laughs> give misinformation. Misinformation? <laughs> um, one thing, though, that that strikes me interesting is in my confidence. Confidence. Uh, ranks 29th. Um, yeah. And I really like this new confidence model that I put together. It's a weighted metric. Takes in account basically your your win percentage top 10 percentage your skill projection your cut percentage your vegas his ownership um both my simulation rankings and my pga projections and basically spits out a rank and he looks good he looks really good for that reason so um i i, I think jason days in play guy i want to mention JT Poston. Mm-hmm. I think JT Poston fits this course extremely well. And I would bet JT Poston to win. Not sure that'll do it, but I'm sure you can get some pretty good odds on him. Simulation model got him for 70 DraftKings points. Average position of 27th. That's 87th. That's not necessarily going to pay off, but it still looks promising. Questionable approach historically. He's not the approach player that we'd like to play on these types of courses, but last year did finish 11th, so we know how easy this course is, even with a bad approach player, as long as he's hitting it towards the pin. His putting ability is always going to be a viable option for birdie and for scoring. And we love that in DraftKings, don't we? We do. He's going to miss the cut, uh, about a 34% chance to miss the cut. I'll take the risk. I like JT here. Yeah, no, I I don't. I can't say anything bad about that. I like to play. He's pretty close to the guy I have next, so I can't complain. All right. AK range, keep going. Uh, Rory Sabatini. I I love him for 100 bucks more than JT Poston. They grade out almost similar to me. Uh, Poston's got some strengths and short game and putting, but. All around, Sabatini is ranked in like the 30s and 40s for all the stats here. Uh, the one thing he does stand out in is when I look at just his Don Ross experience, um, he grades out much better than Poston. He number five overall in the model, mostly because he's second Burry's better game, ninth in, in short game, 21st in approach. And he's played here before and got third last year. So I like the fact that he's already played, done well here, and just kind of smashed it overall. It's just his strokes gain, you know, gain over 10 strokes on the field, and he can strokes putting so if you can keep his putter hot i, I really think sabatini 8800 is is going to be one of my key plays uh here's my issue with sabatini and i'm going to play him don't get me wrong is that you got all these noobs in pga right and rory sabatini is a known name yeah but he's only he's coming in sub 10 percent every sub 10 last week under five in the schwab i mean yeah but but you're really. coming in on on tournaments that are loaded where you don't have to play sabatini this is like more normal where we're in some shitty ass tournament and sabatini becomes a viable option i just feel like we're looking at some high double digit ownership here uh i hope not i'll be disappointing I-, I was thinking like maybe 12 i 
I, but I, if we're like up in upper teens, then I probably reconsider. I think it's 16, 18. Ugh. I mean, uh, 16, I, I would play him. 18, I, it would start getting, I would not, I would have way less exposure. I mean, your other chalk donkey here is Doc Redman. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I don't want anything to do with Doc but I mean that that's just his course history, how well he's played recently. Um he's gonna be highly talked about. Fifty eighth at the Schwab, twenty first at the Heritage, eleventh at the Travelers, second here last year, so you have the course history. I think Doc Redmond fits this course so well. The problem is it's not he's not a secret, right? No. No, uh, that's why that's kinda of why I'm I can't have everybody who's popular and I have no, I have no beef fading Doc Redman because I'm really not a Doc Redman fan. All right, my favorite play in this AK range, the South African Christian Bezun Denhut. Probably butchered like that. that name. Anyways, in the last twelve rounds, Bez has ranked tenth in strokes gained total, 39th in tee to green, forty third in ball striking. Now he struggles off the tee, but not that big of a deal here. But what's impressive, twelfth in approach. 12th in the short game, 67th around the green, which is kind of scary, but 7th in putting. This is in fields that are loaded with amazing golfers, and he's been doing so well. He's in the you know in the top 25% of the field in all these major counting stats that we like to see, and he's only 8,300. And a lot of guys are, you know, they're noobs to PGA DFS. They're not going to play a guy they'd never heard of. Sub 10% ownership for a guy who could dominate easily top five this tournament. I'm going to take Bez. I know he missed the cut at the Schwab. I was on him there, but he did make the cut, finished 28th at the Heritage. I was on him there. I'm going to continue to ride this guy. I think he's a great play. No, I, yeah, I, I can't complain. I, I like it. I, I don't have a ton of him, but nope, no issue. All right. Anyone else you want to mention in this 8K range that you – I have no, not really, no. <laughs> no. no I think Adam Hadwin, RCB, oh. and Van Ruin are all. I was gonna say RCB, but I, I. Decided I think they're all. Bo- I do like, I do like him, but I just don't have a lot of positive things. Well, no one ever does. He always burns you somehow. <laughs> but um, I thought he figured it all out, right? RCB twenty third at the Schwab, I did too. and then missed yep. the cut at the Heritage. But um. Having a brutal season right now so far. Only two of five made cuts. Though when he does make the cut, he's got an average finishing position of 19th place, which ranks 14th on tour. Um, Well, 14th of this field, I'm sorry. Intangible-wise, he's your scorer. He's always going to rank in the top 20 in, in like your expected birdie or better average, expected putting distance. It's something that, I'm going to go with some RCB. I'm going to go with some Adam Hadwin. I'm going to go with Van Ruyen. Um, Hadwin's probably going to be the most popular of those three, and RCB is going to be your pivot. Yep. All right. No beef. Let's go to the 7K range. 7K! Boom. I think we both love him. I think everyone's going to love him. Yep. And if ownership comes out on, on, on tomorrow when I do it, and Sneds, it's like 19 <laughs> 20%. Oh, yep. dear God. Yeah. But I love me some Brent Snedeker <laughs> right now. He loves this course. And he talks about it all the time. I am 100% with you. I I absolutely love Snedeker this week. I, I don't even care that he's not accurate off the tee at all. <laughs> I just don't care. Uh, fifth last year, you know, yep. 40, 41st at the Travelers. Didn't look, like, super great at the Travelers. But, you know, you saw flashes of decent Snedeker. Um, just... I, I think it's a perfect fit for him. Uh, the course suitability rank on Fanshare has him fifth overall. Sneds is in play for me. Yeah, no, I I love him. Don Ross loves him. The courses love him. I'm yeah. Nope. Nope. Love Sned. Don't care that his ownership's high. If it is high. All right, another seven K guy that you like. Uh Gooch. I'll go with Taylor Gooch. Seven K flat. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of Don Ross experience, but, you know, looks okay on those kind of courses uh, for me. <sighs> I have a hard time saying this, but overall, I mean, the last 50 rounds have been playing okay golf for 7K. Brings out 34th overall in the model, and it's mainly because he's 
pretty de- a decent all-around kind of player in the 50s and 40s, kind of on the key stats I'm looking at. Doesn't come in very highly owned ever. Only 1.2 at the Travelers last week and, and 3.2 at the Heritage and missed cuts on both of those. But these courses are not at all like uh, the Rocket Mortgage. So, great. He played like shit. I like the fact that he can bounce back this week. Uh, he did well at the API. He did well at the Charles Schwab. He did good at the Honda and the Genesis. I mean, the dude was on a roll up until, you know, he came to the RBC and the Travelers for two totally different kind of courses. So I like a Gooch bounce back here and for 7K flat. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I I, I could see the play for Gooch. I don't know if we're going to get down to 7K Taylor Gooch. Um, just being I'd rather go diversify maybe elsewhere. But he is going to be low-owned and most definitely in play. A guy I wanted to mention is back up at the 7,700 levels, Kevin Kisner. And the reason mm. I like Kiz is you look at his odds. He's matching odds of like Lucas Glover, who I like, and uh, Bezenhut, all those 8K guys. But he's only 7,700. So he's going to save you some uh, price in your lineups. Um, in terms of the simulation model, average uh, average finish is like in the 60s. And he's got you know a projected score of like 47, but that's just Kisner's variance. Combinus ranker is in 23rd overall. So I think Kiz is a viable option here. Finished 46 last year. Um, the one thing that I think is going to really suppress his ownership, miscut at the Travelers, miscut at the Heritage, but he did finish 29th at the Schwab. So Good. Those courses don't, aren't yeah, the same. They're not the same. Not and I think that is really going to, you know, if you're going to take a chance on Kisner, it's going to help. So, but on the last 12 rounds, though, I have Kisner as well. Last 12 rounds, he's been off big time. That's fine. Perfect. You got to bounce back sooner or later. It took DJ two years. Kick Kisner a little bit less. <laughs> All right, 7K range. What else you got? Uh, not a whole lot of interest in a lot of guys here, but Brian Stewart interests me at 7,400. Grades out 36. Great scrambler in the last 50, last 50 rounds. He's number five. Uh, around the green game, he's 12. Short game, he's 14. Uh, you know, overall, I think for that price, you're really not asking for a lot, but he's another guy who's going to come in sub three, four percent. Uh, has actually been on a decent little roll here. The 20th at the Travelers, 52nd at the RBC, the 43rd at the Schwab. And looks pretty well put together. Uh, his putting's been pretty good. His around the green game's been good. Uh, his off the tee game has been struggling a little bit, but again, I'm not waiting that very heavy here, so I'm, I'm willing to discount that and hopefully he. Builds on his strengths, and another top 20 would be perfect at 7,400. Nice. What else you got? Uh, Scott Stallings, Brian Stewart, mm-hmm. Patrick Rogers, Keegan Bradley. Those, got, those guys in that, in that 75 to 7,300 range. I think those are good filler solid plays. Keegan Bradley, obviously a, an option for your round one leader. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, for your round one leader, I... The thing is, like, if you need a cut maker, I think Keegan Bradley's your option, and you just really hope he figures something out on Saturday and Sunday. The likelihood that it happens, nah, probably not going to happen. But, you know, he's an option. Stallings and Rogers here is what kind of piques my interest. And the only reason is, as you look at Scott Stallings, he's an awful putter. But he's really solid at approach. And then vice versa for Rodgers. He's terrible in approach, but he's he's just an impeccable putter. And this course is so easy that you don't necessarily need these key stats to dominate. Now you look at Scott Stalling, sixth place last week at the Travelers. And I think that was a very quiet sixth place to where his ownership mm-hmm. is still gonna be single digits, unless, you know, people really start looking at that. Versus Patrick Rogers, who's been off the last two two tournaments with two missed cuts. Um, thing I like about Patrick Rogers, though, when he makes a cut, average finishing position at 27th place. So Stallings made the cut last year, did not perform well, finished 64th. Patrick Rogers never played here before. Stewart's going to gain a lot of ownership because of the fact that he finished in top five last year. So anyone else in this 7K range you want to mention? Uh, I mean, West Roach, I've got some interest in, and that is really it. I skipped over pretty much everybody else. I don't really, you know. Nope. Nope. We're good. No Grio? Kyle Stanley? No. Yeah, no. No. I'm, I need putters. I don't need, no. I'm not even going to entertain it. Pass. Hogue? Tommy Hogue? I do like Tommy Hogue. I do. 
honestly, uh, I don't think I'm going to play him, but I do think he fits this course well. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I do like him. I do. He, he grades out well. I mean, struggles around the green, but I mean, he's pretty solid. All right. Well, uh, approach game's been good. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move. No. 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 Hell no. Can't do it. Well, welcome to our signature segment, Can't Do It, Won't Do It. In this segment, Zach and I will tell you the guys that we believe to be 10% owned or higher that we can't play, can't do it, won't do it. And man, am I going to drop a bomb for you. You ready? Oh, no. I'm ready. Tony Fina. Nice. Is my can't do it interesting here's why he's gonna be heavily owned at 9300 heavily owned and he's not a pivot and i just don't think he can top 10 i think he fits the course i think he's a great play but as we've seen with finau he's had little quirks in his game that if he's been off i'm just not gonna go with the tony finau play he's a can't do it for me all right, that's fair. I don't, I don't hate that. I know you don't hate it. It's Tony Finau, but uh, on Don Ross courses, he's not terrible. You know, he's fifty sixth no, in approach, seventieth in around the green, eighteenth in DraftKings scoring, which which kind of concerns me. But he's tenth off the tee, which is not something that we really need. But Finau, I'm not going to completely fade, but I I just think he's just a you can't do it. Like I need to round out my 150 max. Obviously Tony Finau is going to be in there, but when I start getting into those short specific tournaments, I don't think I'm going to go to Finau. Yep. I, I can't disagree with you. Who else you got? I, you know, I was going to can't do it. Webb Simpson, but I don't think I, I think I really, really, I just, I don't have a lot of can't do it this week. And maybe it's because the, I really am eating eating my words on the Dustin Johnson rant last week, but I am not touching a duo between of Keegan Bradley and Grio. I don't care if they have decent stats. I don't care if they're on fire. I don't care if they're sub-owned or over-owned. I'm not going to pick two guys that can't putt to save their life. All of they just suck. Both of them. Grio in the last five rounds is losing 3.2 strokes putting. Bradley is losing 1.9. Even if we go back 213 rounds, Bradley's still losing half a, half a stroke of putting. And Grio is also losing half a stroke in 115 rounds. On a course where you need to putt, you need to score birdies, I'm not going to pick two guys that in over the years' worth of data can't gain strokes. I, I don't care. They make the cut. Oh, goody. They're going to get you 67th place. Like, where's your ceiling? You don't have one. They just withdraw and stop. Like, just play part... I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. They just suck. I'm not playing either of them. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I got two more. Two more. Two more can't plays. I mean, Grio's not a secret. You know what you're getting. It, but people still pick him. He's, what, what? No. No. We're going back. Time out. Oh, I don't have his ownership. Whatever. Doesn't matter. His best finish since January is 60th, and all his other finishes they're missed cuts. And guess what? He's lost strokes putting on all of them. Except for the farmers. He still missed the cut. He sucks. Oh, by the way, he hasn't gained a stroke around the green since the middle of January. When they didn't have any data. So we can't really tell if he actually gained a stroke or he just sucked just as bad. Stop picking I'm not. I'm not. I'm done. I've given up. Everybody. All right. Two guys I can't do. Harold Varner III and Sebastian Munoz. Both projected right now to be above 10%. Double-digit ownership. Varner is becoming very, very, very popular. And one is in part, obviously, his play. Two, I believe it's because he's the only player sponsored by the Jordan brand. Jordan brand sells, man. Mm. Sells. But he's really, like, he's not that good. He's not that good, man. Varner's missed five of ten cuts. 
Granted, when he does make the cut, he has an average finishing position of 28th. And since coming back, 19th, 100, uh, or he, I'm sorry, 19th missed the cut and then got 32nd at the Travelers. He does not do well on these types of courses. And if you need proof, he missed the cut here last year. Harold Varner III is looking at double-digit ownership. We're talking like above 15%. No thank you for 7600 Varner III. I'll go elsewhere. I'll pay down. I'll pay up. It doesn't matter. Secondly, Sebastian Munoz. Sebastian Munoz is always a 6K golfer. You put him in 7,000 range. I don't care about the field. No thank you. Double-digit ownership. Uh-uh. Don't want it. On Don Ross courses, 89 strokes gain total. 99 strokes gain tee to green. 82nd ball striking, 89th in DraftKings scoring. No thank you, Sebastian Munoz. Can't do it, won't do it. Have a nice day. Yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree with you. I, I think Varner the third it can almost be grouped into an awful putter with the other two. I mean he he sucks just as bad going back 130 rounds. Yeah, he never gained a stroke. He's just terrible. He's, he's a terrible putter. Approach, though. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah, he's dialed in. But after that, you cross your fingers. You're not going to get four rounds of anything good out of him. <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut. Miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he'll make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut. Miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. <laughs> a monster. I guarantee he will make the cut. Well, it's your segment, buddy. The 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 yeah, famous MG Monsters and Guarantee the Martin Pillar effect, where Zach and I will pick our monster, our 6K player that we believe to finish in the top 25. And then our guarantee, our 6K player that we guarantee to make the cut. Woo! Woo! One of our favorite segments. I'm going to start. Oh, please do. My first monster, not to uh, steal your thunder, I have to say his name. It's my favorite name on tour. No! Why? You're just going to use him for something come on let me do it fine it's all yours cameron tringale has been on record saying how much he loves this course and there's there's no doubt in my mind you can still use him for your your guarantee by the way i, I, won't, I, am. I, won't, I won't i won't hold it against you for that but Historically on Don Ross courses, not that good, but he's been very volatile as a player anyway his whole entire career. But he's talked about how much he loves this course specifically. If you look at the last 50 rounds, Tringale has been improving vastly. In the field, 24th in strokes gain t- uh, total, 16th tee to green, 25th in ball striking, 31st in short game, 23rd around the game, green, 16th in approach, 39th in DraftKings scoring. Plus, Cameron Tringale is only 6,600 lineups. You go in Stars and Scrubs, it starts with Tringale. I love him. He's the monster. Top 25. Book it. Boom. Nope. I don't disagree. I, I have to agree with you. He's my guarantee this week because I've got some other monsters. But nope. Yeah, absolutely. All over him. All right. Who's your, who's, who's your monster, sir? My monster is, is going to be a little bit of a wild card because we need some we need some. We need to get this thing going here because we've been over, and for whatever reason, we used to be on fire. And I think we're just shaking the rust off. Uh, but I'm going to go with Mister Lanto Griffin at 6,800, and it's because he may not be able to drive the ball very well, 119th overall in the field in the last 50 rounds. But in the other stats, he's 29th in strokes gained, short game, 46th in birdies or better gained, but 29th in putting and 33rd in scrambling. He can get on fire. He got 24th last week at the Travelers, which I like. Uh, his putter was good. His round the green game was good, uh, which are all key stats here. And he just seems to fit these courses uh, a little bit better than I think that people expect him to. Uh, so for 6,800, I think he can squeeze out a top 25. One more, and then he'll be all right. 
I'm with Lionel Griffin this week. Not bad. I'm going something different. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go double guarantee or double monster here. All right, I'll go with you. All right, uh, I'm going to go with Adam Schenk. He is, uh, okay. like since the Schwab, Harrington, and Travelers, I don't think those courses fit him very well. His approach game's been off. He lost strokes gain approach in all those courses. Luckily, at the Travelers, we saw his putter improve. He actually gained almost two and a half strokes putting, and he uh, gained some strokes gain off the tee. So hopefully that it's kind of like a turnaround for him in his game. Um, one thing I like is that in, his, in the data golf skill possession, he, he's he's positive. In my confidence ranking for a guy who's 6,700, he ranks 54th overall. And he only has a cut percentage of 44%. That's actually pretty low for a guy who's in the 6,000s. Typically, those are around, you know, even or just are hovering at like 48%. So it seems a little bit lower than most. So Adam Shank right here, he's kind of one of those sleepy monsters. Is he going to pay off? Damn right he is. He's a freaking monster. But... um. <laughs> Uh, again, helps with those stars and scrub lineups. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. I'll give you one more. My double double monster is a guy we haven't seen on tour since well, late Feb- early February at the AT&T Pro-Am, and he looked pretty pretty terrible the last like six events we've seen. But a good chance for him to come out, play well on a pretty easy course, and a guy who plays well historically on Don Ross courses, Johnson Wagner at 6,100. We will help you and me fit some stars and scrub lineups together. And Don Ross, of course, he ranks number third overall in the field because for whatever reason, he's seventh in scrambling, fourth in approach, fourth in putting, 11th in strokes gain, short game, and 21st in birdie or better game. So, you know, he doesn't look good on paper and model-wise at 6,100 doesn't really pop and he shouldn't come in very owned, if at all. Um, we haven't seen him on tour. 40 years old, all right, coming to Detroit. Weather's going to be nice. There's going to be no wind, gonna be no rain. There's really nothing to stop him except for the bunkers, which he's historically done well on these kind of courses. So 6,100, I think he also made the cut here last year. So that helps. Uh, 6,100, I like Wagner for another monster. Nice. And there you have it. All right, who's your, uh, who's your guarantee? Sure, golly. Yeah. You took him from right. me. My fault. Only need one. Uh, my uh, guarantee is Chess and Hadley. Okay. I like it. I can yep. see that. Gonna I can see it. it. But we'll see. Who else? Anybody um, else? Trust you in this take some Matthew Wolf. I think he'll get talked up a little bit. Harry Higgs, even though he's been struggling lately. Aaron Wise. Um, yeah, yeah, Aaron Wise. He's really falling down there in price. Yeah, huh? down to uh, 6,700, man. But, um, oh, Lord. you know, he has some potential here. Let's see who else. CT Pan. Yeah. Hank Leviota. Yeah. Ryan Armour. Hank Leviota for sure. Bill Haas. Oh yeah. yeah Roger yeah. Sloan. Um You gotta have Nate, you gotta have some Nate Lashley. You gotta have Nate Lashley last year's winner, right? Sixty six hundred. I mean that's pretty Ricky pretty Barnes. Low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two guys I want to uh, mention are Joey Garber and Donnie Trosper. Donnie Trosper mm, is right. a Michigan State college player who transferred and won the uh, qualifying option for one of the last two spots. So he's kind of like a local boy coming to play good. Um, he's an option. I think he's going to gain a lot of popularity too, though. He's He's been all over the internet because he's now in the t- tournament. And then last but not least is Joey Garber. Joey Garber has this tournament circled on his list. That's all he talks about. So he's local boy, Detroit guy. Joey Garber's another option here if you really want to get crazy. I saw Sahith Figala mentioned a few times this week already. I, I'm not really up to speed on his history, but I've seen him in a few mentions already this week. Just in case anyone's interested. Too many golfers. Too many golfers to pick from in the 6K range. It's all right. It's going to be a good one. I feel it. I feel it. Rocket Mortgage. Probably one of the last times I'll see it because it's too easy. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him.
Well, that'll wrap up the cut line in our analysis of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Join us next week as we break down the Workday Charity Open, which will run back-to-back, right? At the Memorial. Yeah, at the Memorial. At, at Murfield. At Murrayfield, yeah. which we've never seen at PGA Tour. It'll be interesting to see how this works. Maybe they'll play backwards. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how they're going to run that. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how they do and, and how if the field's different. Like, I don't know. It, it, uh-huh. Yeah, the field has not been announced. It'll, it'll be a fun event, I'm sure, and, and we'll be here to break it down if DraftKings runs it. True. They will. I don't know else going on that week. All right, want to give a big shout-out to you, the listener. Thanks for taking the time with us. want to thank Fangier Sports, PGA, Fantasy National. I would also like to thank you, Zach, for your contributions to another great show. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. I'm Michael Cavalunas. You can find me on Twitter at Lunas. And, of course, you can find the cut line on Twitter at TCutLine. Let's go and get some wieners. And winners. Bye.